right. Welcome to another episode of the Own Your Eating podcast. And I am super happy to be chatting today with coaches Kirsten and Mags from Own Your Eating. And we're going to be talking today all about competing in CrossFit. Now, it was about two weeks ago that we all took part in the Thunderdome competition up in Punta Borda. And it was only a week ago that the games finished. So I know that this is a hot topic of conversation for a lot of people out there thinking about maybe trying out their first CrossFit competition. And I thought this would be a great time for us to just recap our experience at Thunderdome and other CrossFit competition experience that we've had between the three of us. So let's kick things off. And uh, maybe Mags, you can, you can take this first question for us. I just wanted you to let the listeners know. So what is your competitive background? Maybe even before CrossFit, have you ever been involved in, in any kind of competitive event in the past? Um, yes. So um, in high school, I played field hockey, basketball and softball. So I've always loved being on teams. Um, I love that atmosphere and just the camaraderie and also being able to, you know, jive well with your team and get them pumped and motivated. So yeah, so ever since high school, actually even before that in grade school, I've been kind of on a team sports or in some sort of sport. Um, so yeah, that's, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And it's interesting because I think naturally when you think of competing in CrossFit, I think a lot of people instinctively think to compete as an individual because it can be very much you know an individual sport especially when you're accustomed to just taking CrossFit classes but um, you know particularly at the games this year I loved watching the team events and really I think being a part of a team is just so much more uh, enjoyable in that sense that you do get a um, that feeling of camaraderie and, and also just a little more comfort. You, I, I feel anyway, for me, I think going to compete as an individual in CrossFit would be pretty daunting, but I, I love that there's that, that team aspect. When you first took part in a CrossFit competition, Mags, did you uh, compete as a team or individual? Individual. So this is like my fifth or sixth uh, CrossFit competition. Oh, so you're, you're like a veteran now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, and, and three of them were individual and three of them were on teams. So oh. I've had a little bit of experience with both. Cool. And I'll definitely ask you a little bit more about your experience in competing in both sides, because seeing as you have that perspective, how about uh, you, though, Kira? Have you competed in any sporting events in the past? No, I actually, in high school or growing up at all, I did no kind of, no kind of sports, nothing. So CrossFit was kind of like my first uh, go at doing anything sport or as a team or anything like that. You were competitive at board games, maybe? <laughs> uh, mine was like the, the musical background, we'll say competitive. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that's cool. So CrossFit really was like your first introduction to um, a competitive environment. And prior to doing Thunderdome with me and Mags this year, you'd, you'd done Thunderdome before, right? Yeah, I had done it once before. And then I did one other CrossFit competition um, in Tampa, but I've only ever competed on team, never individually. Okay. And, um, and, and why is that? Do you think, why, how come you only have competed at on a team? Uh, I don't know. I guess just maybe the kind of same reasons as that you have about competing individually or mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I doubt myself a little too much in uh, ever being ready, but I always, you're never ready for anything like that. Um, sure. But, and and yeah. I think as well, the 
for a lot of people out there, you kind of need to have this driving force. It's, it's really natural for us all to have that self doubt and think, Oh my God, I can't compete in a CrossFit competition. Like I'm not a friggin' athlete. Like I, I go to the gym and I try to yeah. participate in class, like that's it. But, um, so yeah, I think that that's probably why a lot of us don't, don't have that natural inclination to sign ourselves up for, um, a CrossFit competition in the first place and let alone doing it as an individual. So a lot of the time we need some kind of driving force. And I know for me, oftentimes that's just other people in the gym being like, Hey, you know, Thunderdome's coming up in a few months. Um, and I want to do it. Do you want to do it with me? And so that's kind of what actually what happened this time. I think, I can't remember. I think it was Mags who brought it up first and, uh, and got us all involved in it was that mags did you mention it first i forget who did but yeah i think i think we were just like talking about thunderdome at the gym and then right you should have an own your eating team (laughs) right and i love that i love that you know sometimes you do just need other people around you to kind of be that those instigators in your life to to drive you to do something different and and kind of outside your comfort zone and did, did you feel like that was, had a big impact on, on you, Keir? Oh, uh, yes, I did. I, I don't know. I would say I love competing <clears throat> as a team. I show up better as an athlete when I have other people around me that I know can push me and motivate me. And then I get in my head a little bit too much individually. So I, I don't know. I just love team. That's cool. I like that perspective. I think that's, that's pretty much how how I feel about it. Like I, I, I actually think maybe as an individual, I would take things a little too seriously. <laughs> I kind of, I like that. I, I almost put less pressure on myself and I'm more focused on, okay, well, this is a collaborative effort. I'll do my best, but I really my end goal is for us to all have a good time and just for everyone to feel like they've participated and come away feeling positive about the whole experience. Mags, maybe you can tell us a little bit what your um, perspective is like and and how you've enjoyed competing on a team versus competing as an individual athlete. Um, Well, they're both fun. And I I actually like both of them for different reasons, kind of as you both mentioned on teams. It's really nice to, to be able to push your limit and you can kind of go harder um, on a team sometimes because you have that rest built in there you know that somebody else is stronger and and something else so you do have that kind of um, strategy uh, portion of it that kind of gets fun um, mm-hmm. but I do also love competing individually because I'll take chances that I might not do on a team um, for you know fear of failure Mm-hmm. Um, or something like that. So I think, uh, and you know, individually, uh, sometimes at least for me, and this, I think this is a lot different for a lot of other people that I've talked to about competing on teams, but for me, um, individually, when I would compete, I never, you know, uh, felt, I don't know, almost more, uh, pressure to do mm-hmm. well, you know, cause it, it was just me against me. Um, but then on a team, you're really, um, not wanting to let any of your teammates down. So I, I personally feel more pressure sometimes when I'm on a team versus uh, when I'm um, individual. Yeah. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think, I think it just really depends on the type of personality you have as to which situation you would feel like you have a little bit more pressure, but maybe you rise to the occasion a little bit more um, on a team environment, or maybe you rise to the occasion a little bit more as an individual because you know there's no option. You can't avoid your weaknesses. You're you have to do the full workout, and you really um, dig deep to to get yourself through the whole event. And um, you know you learn a lot about yourself as an athlete. I think by by doing those individual events. But then equally, there like you said, there is that opportunity to to learn a lot about yourself too on a, on a team. So I kind of off the back of that was wondering, you know, leading up to the competition with, and you know, we could take either scenario, whether you're competing on a team or as an individual, 
how do you or did you go into the competition with some goals in mind? Were there um, specific weaknesses that you felt like you needed to address? Um, and did this ultimately kind of help like drive you and motivate you to um, just demand a little bit more from yourself uh, during a period where, you know, maybe it, it's hard to stay motivated, even if you're going to CrossFit classes all the time. Um, how do you feel about that kid? Did you, did you go into the competition or one, once we signed up for the competition where you're like, okay, cool. You know, I don't want to let the team down. These are some of the goals I'm going to work on. I think for me, ugh, that's a hard question for me. I don't know. I think for me, um, the biggest thing that I knew I had to attack going in was, uh, I don't know, just finding ways to push myself when, or just leaning on my team more when I... I mean, I know. I don't know. <laughs> it is hard. I, I think I. I mean, I in my experience going into the competition, I kind of wanted to make sure. All right, I know strength is a weakness for me, and I know that that's definitely going to be a component of the workouts. And the beauty of Thunderdome, we had a, a lot of the workouts. I think we knew pretty much what they were going to be. You know, bar the exception of. of few tweaks here and there um, about two months before the the event so you know going into it I knew that that strength is my weakness like barbell movements are my weakness like I really have to focus on bar on the barbell and working on my strength you know um, I wasn't so it, it just kind of helped me address those weaknesses in in my fitness and and really push a little bit more than normal, focus a little bit more in those areas and leave the stuff that I really love, but I'm already quite good at to one side just for a shorter period of time. So I think for me, it, it allowed me to, to just find a little more focus and, and find that determination and, and willpower to actually tackle my weaknesses. Whereas normally it's pretty hard to get yourself, uh, on board with doing that 24 seven in the gym. Did, did you find that there was, was there anything in particular that you worked on here? Or yeah, was it I would say it was kind of the same, like strength, like for example, us having 95 pound squat snatches, I was like, there's no way. So <laughs> I'm gonna like, those are things I had to focus on. And even then just things in workout, like um, endurance wise, you guys kicked butt on running and like my endurance, is so I don't know just strength and endurance for me um yeah and I, on those areas and I think you know whether you you notice this or not like you you definitely did focus on those areas because you ended up just crushing some of those workouts that you were really worried about on the actual weekend itself and I, I think that just shows you know it did help to focus your attention and um, you put in a little more effort into those things. And when the game day came around, you, you performed. So I think that was really cool from my perspective. It was really cool for me to see that as your teammate. Like I loved to see you just crush some of those workouts and you were like, I don't know how I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was actually really surprised. And that's just going back to competing individually or I mean, I've never done individually, but competing as a teammate, I don't think I would have shown up the way I did without literally having to tell my teammates at one point, you need to drag me to finish this run right now. <laughs> because, you know, so just things like that. Yeah, I love it. And Max, how about you going into Thunderdome as a veteran, <laughs> sixth appearance at a, a CrossFit competition? Did you have any specific goals in mind or... For you, and you know, I, like I said earlier, really, I think tried to emphasize for you guys, like this was just gonna be a, a fun event for us, but also an opportunity to, to kind of learn some things and come, aw come away with some takeaways. But yeah, did you have any personal goals that you wanted to achieve going into the competition? 
Um, yeah, I think my personal goal is just to kind of stay in it um, and motivated because uh, it's been, I don't know, this last year I've been focusing on a lot of things outside of CrossFit and just kind of felt like it's taken kind of, you know, a little bit of a backseat, of course, not coaching, mm-hmm. but just my personal, um, my personal, you know, regimen, mm-hmm. I guess, is basically, it kind of made me um, stay in class, you know, and hit the class workouts, not skip any days, because I was like, I can't, I can't, I'm already struggling through wads right now. I can't right. not so- show up. So it really was like, actually, the driving factor for me um, to stay like motivated leading up to it. Um, I know that a lot of people change when they sign up for a competition, they start training more and things like that. But for me, it actually just kept me training in general. So it was really good. That's cool. And I think that's, that's important. You know, oftentimes we need, um, these little deadlines or milestones just to remind ourselves, Hey, Yes. Okay. Long-term, bigger picture. We're working towards better health and fitness, but let's have these these little milestones sprinkled throughout so that we can stay motivated and stay in the game. Because it's so easy to allow you know other things going on in our lives to to take precedence, and you know slowly but surely your five classes a week become three classes become two become okay I haven't been to the gym in two weeks and and it's easy we all we all do that um so that's why yeah I agree with what you're saying there I think uh just to be able to maintain some consistency with your training regardless of you know extra effort or volume or focus on any particular area at the end of the day, you've got to have that foundation of, hey, I'm showing up and I'm, I'm being consistent with three, four days a week. Um, cool. So I'm glad we were, we were there to help you stay consistent <laughs> for the last few months. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would have done without you guys. <laughs> uh, and then let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about actually being at the competition itself and before we talk about equipment or really get into the nitty-gritty of nutrition and and preparing yourself for the day um, I wanted to know was there one thing so other than equipment that you would recommend everyone brings with them to a competition weekend so if you're taking partner in a competition what one thing would you say is yes I'm so glad I brought this with me Mags do you have any thoughts um oh this is a tough one like a toothbrush oh a brush <laughs> a hairbrush a, a hairbrush, a hairbrush. <laughs> I had to like I borrow would... Cassie's hairbrush at the... <laughs> how did you forget the hairbrush <laughs> I don't know I don't know. No, I, I'm, I was actually, you put me on the spot. I had no idea that question was coming. I, I know. I, mean, I, I, uh, I thought of this earlier and you, and you know why? Because um, I was just thinking of, uh, it was funny. I think I must've been thinking about the whole nutrition aspect. And then I was like, wow, you know what? If, if we hadn't brought um, like a cooler or a cool bag with us that weekend, it would have made things you know, significantly harder. So you know, if you want to know what my one thing would be that I recommend everyone takes with them, it would be some kind of cooler or cool bag just so that you can take food with you into um, the event space, the arena. And also just, you know, Kira and I shared, shared a room. It was just really handy because the fridge we had, although it was actually a decent size, it still wasn't big enough to, to like hold all of the food that we were going to eat that weekend. So having an extra cooler was just really handy because we could store extra thing in that extra food in there with ice and it just made life so much easier. Um, but yeah, so that was my, my one thing that I would definitely recommend people take with them. I'll come back to you, Max. How about you, Kia? Do you have any ideas? I know what you brought with you that I wished I'd brought with me, actually. <laughs> what is it? The thing that you had hanging from your bag when you walked into the room. The thing I had hanging? Oh, the hook. Yeah. 
that thing was great. Tell everyone about the hook. The hook is some, I don't even know how to explain this thing, but it's, it looks, it, it looked like, imagine a hook (laughs) um, (laughs) and destroys the crap out of your knots in your back. Right. So it's basically, I I love it. It was great for us. Yeah. It's a hook shape. It's actually called muscle hook. Yeah. Um, from Target. That's where, well, I picked it up from Target after you guys raved about it to me. But yeah, yeah, that thing is the bomb for getting knots out of your body. Oh my God. But I, I mean, I'm glad you brought it because I was happy to use it. <laughs> was I would there- say that is one nice thing, but I don't know if this is cheating going to nutrition, but I don't, I don't know what I would have done without your, um, are they called NUMS or NUMS, those hydration tablets in the water? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That was like the second thing that I was super glad. If I, I would not have had, my body was cramping so in the middle of the night, I woke up, I remember telling you, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was up like an hour and my body was cramping because I was so dehydrated. And if I wouldn't have had those, yeah. I would have been a mess. Well, a little bit of background for people listening you actually went into that competition weekend having gotten off a red eye on the friday (laughs) the morning before yeah coming back from portland and then you basically got home crashed for an hour packed up all your stuff and then drove to punta gorda and had like one night sleep so not surprising that you were probably going into the competition weekend already you know yeah maybe not necessarily dehydrated but definitely I think you're probably your water balance was a little off and then uh unfortunately that event on Saturday morning for us was late in the morning and we were out in the heat of the day so I think for sure we you know we suffered a little bit more than we realized but yeah those noon, noon tabs you can get them pretty much any grocery store, any pharmacy, they are amazing. I love them. They like have a little bit of flavor to them and they make your water just a little bit bubbly and they have like no crap in them. And I think they're like maybe 10 calories. They're they're great. So definitely recommend those. All right, Mags, have you thought of something other than a hairbrush? Um, well, I didn't realize we could say equipment things <laughs> and food, um, but yeah, I mean, coolers for sure, any sort of food. I had like some fuel for fire vegan op- options that were amazing. Mm. I forget what the brand is called. I'll share oh, it with you when wait. I remember. Were but... they bars that you were eating? Were they, sorry? Were you, are you talking about vegan bars that you were eating? No, they were like, it was like a fuel for fire. Uh, it was like a, a pouch of like. I know. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the brand either. Well, I can't either. But they were really good. And um, in between, it's hard to eat in between, you know, comp- yeah. you know, in between each um, uh-huh. event. So I would love, I love those because it's just quick, easy, and um, I'm able to digest it really well. So I don't mm-hmm. get you know, nerves or anything. Also wipes. I know this is crazy, but no, that's so good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to announce his name on here. Cause I don't want to embarrass him, but a close friend mine uses wipes all the time, like baby wipes or something like that. And I now use them all the time. I travel with them everywhere and it's just really nice to have. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think I had like change of clothes with me every day and um, I had some wipes in my bag too. I'd say one, the only other thing that I think is really great to have with you when you're um, at the event space all day long is an extra pair of shoes like sandals that you can just slip on over your socks. I'm not going to say Crocs because I can't, I can't support Crocs. <laughs> I was so sick of wearing my tennis shoes all day. I just wanted them off and put on some kind of other sandal shoe thing. Yes. The Burks. The Burks. Burks. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the Birkenstocks. <laughs> so seeing as we did touch on nutrition there, and I'm sure people listening to our podcast want to know a little bit more about nutrition um, around competition, maybe um, let's 
let's talk about that and and let's <laughs> let's dive right in. So, Kier, I'll put you on the spot here. But um, how did you prep for the weekend? Because I know it was a little bit similar to me, but you were taking some great shortcuts that I was like, damn, I freaking wish I'd just done that because I literally spent all day prepping food and getting myself sorted. So maybe if you could just walk people through what your meals look like for the weekend and, and what you did to prepare for the weekend. So like you said, I, I was last minute. I didn't really have, because I was traveling and I got back the day that I needed to leave to head up to come stay with you guys for the competition. I was very limited on my time to actually cook and prep and make my meals, which to me would have just made more sense, make my meals, have them already ready. So they're ready to go and eat. It's just less to do when I'm already up there. But because I was so time limited, I went to my uh, Publix and bought um, some egg whites that were they already have made um, at the store. I bought a bag of already chopped up peppers, um, bought some fruit to have on hand with me. Basically, a lot of the things that I bought was already um, prepared and easy like I knew I was going to have access to a microwave and a fridge in the at the hotel um everything was already prepped cut up prepared ready to go it just needed to be microwaved and, and eaten yeah I loved that you had um just bought like I think it was a pack of already boiled eggs um, yeah I bought already cut up um they were like in a frozen bag already cut up sweet potatoes I literally just had to cut the bag open and put it in a dish and put it in the microwave yeah and then you had that um that little tub of is it called mush the oh, oat mush that, the oatmeal yeah yeah I had that with me I'm forgetting all this stuff I brought with me but <laughs> yeah and it was just ready to go um I don't know. I, I liked it. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll, we'll post a little list when I get this podcast up and I'll post it on the website and we can each include a little list of the, of the, the meals or foods that we brought along with us. But those were definitely yeah. some great, like pre-made foods that I was like, damn, that would have saved me a lot of time, you know, versus I ended up bringing like, okay, I, I made, I, I measured out different pots of oatmeal um, so then I had to like add the water and then I had to add the egg whites. And so I had to like bring all these individual little pots with me. Um, and you know, and then I did some cooking, like I had some protein and some veggies and, um, sweet potatoes and things like that already pre-made and cooked. So I didn't go too crazy, but for sure it would have just been easier if I'd grabbed like, okay, here's a bag of veggies that I can just microwave when I get there versus doing all this food prep for the whole day on Friday. Um, but for sure, I'm glad, I'm glad that I had done some food prep and that I had extra Tupperware containers with me to make things in and that, you know, I knew all my meals were set for the weekend. So I didn't have to stress about going out to find a grocery store or worry about what might be on offer in the event area. Um, and then obviously having bars on hand is just super convenient, especially when you're competing. And like Mags was saying before, you don't have a lot of time in between events and it's, you know, you need something that's easy to digest and that's just going to be, um, comfortable for your stomach so that you can work out if you are having to have it close to any one of your events. And for sure, one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to our listeners is, you know, don't go outside the box and start trying foods that your body is not accustomed to. Like really, if you're competing, it's best to prepare a lot of your foods and bring as much as you can. You don't want to leave yourself open to the unknowns of whatever the cafe at the event area is serving that day. It's just too risky in my opinion. What do you, what do you think about all that, Mags? I agree 100%. Like I would say don't really change much. Like mm -hmm. do what you typically do when you're working out at the gym, go to foods that you're familiar with. Same with supplements. Like don't try to all of a sudden try a new pre-workout or something. Oh my God. 
that that is such a sound piece of advice because you never have no idea like any idea how you're going to respond to pre-workout and different brands use different things in their pre-workout so you can't just assume oh i take this brand i'm sure it'll be fine if i just use this one on the day like i have you ever done that before or have you ever just had a funny experience taking pre-workout oh yeah uh, but not during competition thank yeah, you. yeah 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 um actually no i did sorry <laughs> this actually my very i just remembered it was like my very first uh thunder it was the first competition i ever did i was individual i think it was like in 2014 um individual competition for thunderdome and i took some pre-workout uh right before my event three or whatever it was on that first day Mm. And I couldn't sleep the entire night. I was like having panic attacks, like crying in the middle of the night. Cause I was oh, like, I just God. wanted to sleep and not really thinking like this has a shit ton of, sorry, caffeine <laughs> in it. So, you know, I was up wired all night cause I had taken this pre-workout at like four. So oh, gosh. yeah. And that's one thing that's interesting. So the pre-workout didn't really affect you on the day like before your event but it affected you that night and then of course if you don't get a good night's sleep you're not going to perform well the next day so um yeah you yeah. definitely definitely want to be careful of taking any supplements that you're not used to um especially pre-workout and of course watching um how much caffeine you're consuming as well um because that can just really add to uh, the adrenaline that you're already feeling from the whole day and yeah you don't want to be messing with your sleep cycle um cool it's a lot of good advice there and moving or putting nutrition to one side for a second i want to talk a little bit about mental preparation because i know doing a competition can be really intimidating or daunting for a lot of people who are just unaccustomed to a competitive environment you know maybe maybe Kira this resonates with you a little more specifically just because you're coming to CrossFit and, and CrossFit competitions with with no prior competitive background so I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that too was there any way that you prepared yourself before your first competition to be like, cool, I think I could handle this. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And, and so that's, you know, in the, t in the period beforehand that made you feel comfortable about signing up. And then any tips that you have about kind of mental preparation on the day of like how you get yourself psyched up or just feeling confident going into the event. I think for me, when going into things like that, I do my best when I'm put around my biggest support group. Um, like people who know me and know how to motivate, motivate me mentally best and know and remind me um, that I do, I, I am good at what I'm good at and you're just going to go out there and kill it and just have fun. And I think um, I don't know. I just know, like for me and how I work, it, when I'm with my social group and my biggest support group, that's, mm -hmm. and, and my I, motivators, that's what keeps me up and feeling like I got this and everything is going to be fine no matter how else I go out there or whatever happens. Yeah. And we were pretty lucky. I think we had a big crew of people from our gym, North, North Naples CrossFit. And I know that Vince, your boyfriend was there supporting you too. And I could see like, there were definitely moments you guys were having throughout the day. And I was like, this guy's is so awesome. Like he totally understands when you need support and when you just need to be left on your own. So it was cool to see that. I liked that a lot. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Mags, how about you? How do you go about mentally preparing yourself? Um, well, I think it's an interesting question because I think it's different kind of like Kira mentioned on a team and individual, mm -hmm. um, on individual, you are going out there individually. So I think that 
your mental preparation does have to be a little bit more uh, calculated. I know that I did like a lot of visualization techniques and things like that, where I took like my I, headphones, I listened to some music, maybe kind of like visualized every single event and you know, what would happen if I failed a rope climb or mm -hmm. what would happen just every single rep. Whereas mm -hmm. like on a team, I didn't really need to do that as much. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the, what, what we did and when we performed our best is when we really had a game plan and we went in and attacked it and stuck to it and it worked. And then when we struggled, it was more so when we had a game plan and it fell apart and we didn't really know what to do, you know? So it was like, oh shoot, like this isn't happening. Uh, you know, like Mags is not hitting snatches that she typically can hit. She's getting no reps. Like, what are we going to do? And like panic sets in. Um, but then like, the beauty about a team is that Kier comes in and she's like super woman <laughs> like without her you know we wouldn't have gotten that far on that workout so I think that that's also the beauty of being able to then depend on your teammates when things don't really go as planned but yeah communicating when you're on a team and then kind of individual when you're uh, or individually more so kind of using like visualization techniques yeah I think that's that's really helpful and I'm glad you, you have that individual perspective to offer our listeners. And I think um, for sure using visualization techniques is helpful because it allows you to just anticipate and, and be aware of the fact, okay, well, what am I going to do if I fail? Like what, what is my strategy? And so part of mental preparation also allows you to realize, Hey, I've, I've got to have a game plan. I've got to have a strategy here, not just plan A, but plan B, C, and D. And I think we tried to do that as best we could going into the, the workout. Sometimes we weren't a hundred percent sure what was uh, going to be required of us until you know, we were lining up for the heats because I, unfortunately a couple of times, I think things changed last minute as to what the standards were or, or what was required of us. But, um, you know, we, we went out there, we, we did what we could. And like that event you were talking about with this squat snatch, I think it was event number two mags, um, with the squat snatch and the wall balls. And I think you were having difficulty, um, getting below parallel or well, our judge was having difficulty seeing that you were below parallel and I was having difficulty even hitting my squat snatch, which was, you know, threw me off my game because I just totally did not expect that to happen. And, you know, in retrospect, I, I do think part of it is because I'd never done that event following event one before. So I just didn't know how my body was going to respond, but I liked how, although we didn't have a specific strategy for what was going to happen in that situation, Keir just kind of stepped in and we didn't completely fall apart. We were just like, okay, well, we're obviously not all doing individual rounds now. We're just going to tag in and, and tag out and um, try to be as fluid as possible, knowing that it was a, it was a, I think it was a nine or 10 minute AMRAP and just do as many reps as we could. Um, so it was cool that I think none of us uh, freaked out or let panic set in. We just chipped away at whatever we could do. And part of that was having that, you know, our own individual mental preparation, but also that collective preparation of just talking strategy and um, being comfortable with, with knowing that our teammates could fill in when, when things weren't going quite right. <laughs> That's the beauty of being on a team. I love it. Uh, so we've talked nutrition, we've talked mental preparation, we talked a little bit about um, preparing ourselves for the competition in terms of thinking about what what your you know what our individual goals might be for the competition and figuring out what our weaknesses might be. Do you think um, going into an actual competition? And I'm just interested to hear your thoughts on this. Mags and here, but I know Mags, you said that for you, you would just, this just really helped you to stay consistent um, with your training. But for some people out there, do you think that going into a competition, it might be worthwhile that they, you know, start looking into doing some more volume or um, 
potentially looking at a little more closely at their nutrition. And I'm not talking about four weeks out. I'm talking about at least two months out, you know, two, three months out even would be ideal. Um, what do you think about that, Mags? Um, well, I think that when you sign up, first thing is that when you sign up, you should be ready for those standards. So regardless of, of, you know, whether or not you're going to be adding in some more training or you're going to be dialing in your nutrition, I would say, make sure that that particular, you know, whether it be scaled, intermediate RX, that particular, um, you know, uh, excuse me, a group or that you're going to go to try and yeah, that, that division is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think I know what you're saying. So you're basically saying, make sure that the division you're signing up for is not like a stretch for you. Like, right. Or so, you're not like, oh, I can't really hit 95 pound snatches now, but in two months I will. Right. Go in that day when you sign up for it, being like, I can hit all these standards and then dial it in a little bit more. And then your volume, I would say, doesn't really have to increase. I would say just stick to it because you're consistently getting stronger anyways. Mm -hmm. But if you want to work on some little extra pieces, like say you want to work on if you have ring muscle ups and you want to work a little bit more on your technique and things like that. So working on the kip swing or whatever that be or dips, then adding a little bit in and then maybe closer up leading to the competition, maybe add in a couple days where you're hitting some more volume because you will feel differently when you're hitting three workouts in a day versus one. So knowing how your body's going to react, how your nutrition's going to be on that day might be a good idea to kind of feel it out a little bit. Yeah. I think that's all really good advice. And I hadn't even thought about that. Um, you know, making sure that you're signing up for a division that you feel you know, pretty confident going into that you can't are capable of hitting those standards versus like, oh, I'll rise to the occasion. <laughs> like I'm just gonna go beast mode for the next three months and you know, PR my squat snatch by like 20 pounds. <laughs> Might be a little bit too much pressure on yourself. Um yeah, no, I think that that's really cool. And I would say, do you have anything to add to that, Kia? What what do you think? I kind of agree with exactly what she said. I know for me, it was a little bit differently. Like I paid attention more in classes. Like I knew, we all knew what we were getting into whenever we signed up for it, what the standards were. We had, like I was doing, like there was something in the class workouts that were going to be in our, um, in our, in workout our, for the competition then I paid a little bit more attention to what was going to be in my competition in my workouts um and and focus a little bit more on my strength but I think most importantly what is most effective is the volume like Mags was saying so I think leading up to it just getting used to the volume training um mm -hmm. because I think honestly that is what takes a toll on your body the most yeah. um because you're not used to doing three workouts in five hours and and it's all different kinds of intensity. Um, whereas your strength, you're, you have to know your strength is, is either there for um, the, the division that you're signing up for, or it's not. Um, so I think the volume is definitely the most important. And then obviously your nutrition as well and dialing into that um, far yeah. out and leading up to it. Yeah, I like, I like it a lot. And I think in retrospect, one thing I never did, even though I ran through pretty much all of the workouts and I ran through a lot of them because unfortunately both Kira and I were traveling uh, the couple of weeks leading up to the competition. Um, and we hit a couple of workouts together, partner style, but I did a lot of the workouts um, as prescribed for the individual uh, division. And you know, that was beneficial, but in retrospect, you know, now that I, um, you know, event two didn't quite go my way and it makes me wonder, well, how much of an effect did event one have on, on my ability to be able to squat snatch going into event two, I think in retrospect, it might've been really helpful to have at least done a run, done a run through of a couple of those events on the same day, just so 
I knew what to expect of my body and, and how it would be able to recover from, uh, you know, doing those events back to back like that. Um, but then the other thing that like both of you guys said is dialing in your nutrition for sure is going to be helpful because we know that food is fuel. And so if your nutrition is crappy, then you know you can spend a lot of time in the two to three months leading up to your competition, focusing on the gym and um, trying to improve your strength. But if you're not focusing on your nutrition at all, then your you know your performance is not going to be how where you want it to be that weekend. And you know, and it's important, like especially because you are required to do so many more events in one day than you're accustomed to that you really are fueling your body right and that you're accustomed to eating within the windows around your, your workout um, so that your body just feels good on the day. Cool. All right. Well, I think we're going to start to wrap things up. I have a couple more questions. Um, Mags, what would you say was your favorite part of the weekend? Oh, um, I think my favorite, I mean, it always is, but my favorite part of the weekend is always be, being able to not only um, watch other uh, athletes in our gym compete and things like that, but see how much our community pulls together um, and how much support um, that, that I feel. I think that's like the coolest part about the entire weekend. So my favorite part was like the very end, our very last workout, Roz is carrying the ball. Like, <laughs> and I mean, first of all, this ball weighs like twice as much as Roz. And she's, and we're like, don't let go, Roz, don't let go. And just seeing her fight to hold on with every last ounce of whatever she has left, because it's the last workout we've already done, you know, six workouts where our bodies are exhausted. She doesn't let go. And then as soon as the time is called, she drops the ball and then Kira and I run out and everybody's cheering. And it's just like such a great feeling of being complete, but then also mm -hmm. feeling so much love and support. I think that's probably was my favorite moment. Yeah, I definitely ditto that, that, that comment. And, uh, I think spoken like a true coach, Mags. You're so you're all about the community you love. I love it. <laughs> before you I gave that answer, it. before you gave that answer, I was like, mm, my favorite part of the weekend was the sleep I got on Sunday night. It was like one of the best sleeps of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, how about you, Care? What What would you say was one of your favorite moments of the weekend? I don't know. Listening to what Mag said gave me goosebumps. I like, I completely agree with exactly what Mags was saying. And I think, I don't know, just the coolest part is I love watching everybody compete, whether it's our team or, or the other athletes that were there from our gym. But I think what's really exciting is when somebody is put under that pressure and, and you're having to watch them just show the hell up and just go out there and, destroy it and it is like the feeling that you get out of that is so motivating and so I don't know it just gives me goosebumps so just the support and everybody being there for each other and, and supporting everybody um I don't know my favorite little moments was just watching you guys go out there individually as yourselves and showing up when you need to sh needed to show up and just surprising yourself of what you were doing under pressure and that was just really cool to to feel and go through together it was just I don't know I loved it yeah I, I think that is one cool part of being on a team although I do think you get it to a certain extent when even as an individual athlete if you take the time to be a spectator and be involved and, and support your community of crossfitters as well but being on a team there are those moments during a workout where it's like okay I'm resting I'm watching these two girls and I'm waiting for the cue to know for me to step in. But there were definitely some moments where I was just like watching you and Mags, like friggin' give it your all out there on the floor in particular that, um, oh, was it Furiosa, the rowing with the, with the barbell lunges and the handstand pushups and seeing you guys just demolish that workout. That workout like, destroyed my soul. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was terrible. It was Mags' favorite workout, <laughs> of course. Her favorite, her favorite one. For sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, those moments where I was like able to to kind of really be in the moment and almost have that like spectator kind of uh, vantage point, even though I was in the workout with you guys, that was really cool. And then, like you say as well, like watching the unexpected unfold before your eyes. Like um, I think we saw Kelsey in her event carry the the D ball for the entire time. She didn't drop the ball once, which was amazing. And then we saw the RX guys. There was one guy, just this total beast, who didn't drop the ball the entire time. I don't know what he was carrying. What like two hundred pounds or something? Ridiculous. It was just it was phenomenal to see the the guts and the glory of of people just giving it their all um so yeah i'm so i'm so grateful that you girls said yes to doing that event with me and um yeah it was it was a privilege an honor to be by your side and have you kick butt and do all the barbell workout portions for me <laughs> so i didn't get crushed by a 95 pound barbell and um hopefully we'll do it again maybe in a year's time when i've forgotten all about this one exactly yeah you always want to forget about this one and then you sign up for the next one it's like i'm never doing it again and then right cool well i hope everyone enjoyed listening to this podcast and if there are any more questions that you guys have about preparing for a crossfit competition then feel free to hit us up i know we try to cover as much as we can but um we only had an hour here with you guys so feel free to hit us up you can email us on contact at ownyoureating.com or just reach out to us on any of our social channels let us know what else you'd like to hear about in respect to competing and uh, we'll be happy to help. All right. Thank you girls for your time and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too. Have a great night. Hey guys, just a quick message before you go. We really appreciate you tuning in and listening to what we have to say. We do our best to provide you with valuable insights in our own entertaining way, and we hope you get a lot out of it, whether you're on your drive to work, walking the dog, or however else it is you go about enjoying your podcasts. But for us to continue to keep doing that, we really need your support. So whether that's subscribing to our podcast feed, sharing an episode, or supporting our podcast with a monthly donation by clicking on the link in our podcast show notes, we genuinely would appreciate you showing us some love. So thanks again for tuning in and we look forward to entertaining you the next time on another episode of the Own Your Eating Podcast.